Ron Alesco with you on Folk Music Notebook, and it's time once again for another chapter of Folk on the Water. As you know, if you've been following the story so far, we are following Dave and first mate Stacy on their year-long journey around the Great Loop. They're on board the Stinkpot, that is their boat, and they are somewhere in the wilds of Canada. And we've had some issues with some cell service, but tonight things are looking good, and I think we have Dave with us. How you doing, Dave? I'm right here. I'm doing great, Ron. Excellent. Now, you're where at? You're in uh, Perry Sound, is that correct? We're in Perry Sound, uh, which is both a town and a body of water. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, actually quite a large body of water. It, it, it was getting a little angry out there earlier when the storms were coming through. Wow. But fortunately, we've been tied up securely in Big Sound Marina, which sounds like it should be... Uh, a recording studio or something, but uh, it's it's indeed a marina with docks and and uh, all of the uh, things you would expect a marina to have. So we're in good in good stead at the moment. Excellent. Well, I know we we tried to connect the other night and we couldn't get you. Uh, where where were you at at that point? You were somewhere further deep into Canada, I assume. We were deep in uh, a Parks Canada area called Shotgun Bay. Uh, which is a lovely little anchorage, but it's, uh, if you can imagine uh, trying to squeeze uh, a cell phone call off in the middle of, uh, say, Yellowstone National Park, uh, <laughs> it, it'd be the equivalent of that. There aren't a lot of cell towers there. <laughs> sure, I can imagine. Oh, and from what I understand, uh, this might actually be the last time we're going to talk for a while because you're about to go into even further uh, territory, which may be even harder for us to reach. So we're going to have to play it by ear for the next uh, week or two and see what happens. But I'm That's glad we... I was just going to say that's the truth. Uh, I, I've been told that as we go north here, the population starts to dwindle, and so do the cell towers uh, commensurately. So we may indeed be uh, doing this with, uh, you know, tomato cans and string for a while. <laughs> uh, well, let's take advantage of the fact that we have you tonight. Uh, so tell us, I, I saw some wonderful photos on the uh, Stinkpot Facebook page. Uh, looks like you and Stacy have gotten off the boat and taken out your dinghy and you've gone doing a little hiking around the area. Must be beautiful country. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, especially in that area, the Parks Canada area we were in uh, yesterday. And actually, we were there a total of three days. We, three days, three nights. It was just absolutely some of the most beautiful country I've ever seen. Uh -huh. And uh, we went up to, uh, we, we went up Moon River. Moon River, wow. Yeah, Moon River. Uh, the Moon River. I, uh, I don't know if it's The Moon River. I, <laughs> I doubt that's the one from the song. Uh, uh, and we went to Moon Falls, and I have to tell you, it was just breathtaking. The entire dinghy ride in, uh, which we did with our our, uh, our friends uh, from uh, the other boat that's been uh, in, in our pack, uh, Sunset Drifter is the name of their boat. Uh, and they they we actually went in their dinghy all four of us piled in and we went out there and just saw some of the most impressive sites i've ever seen we memorial memorialize some of it on the website on the on facebook page i would imagine that some of these scenes that you're seeing you could only get to by a dinghy it's not like there's parks well i mean, i know it's a park but it's probably much harder to get to uh, some of these places if you're you know driving your car let's say 
Or, or driving this boat. Uh, <laughs> This boat, uh, you know, it stands a good 16 feet off the water and it goes a good three and a half feet under the water. And some of the places we've been uh, three and a half feet under the water, uh, there ain't no water. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we we definitely have to do it in dinghies uh, to, just to see the sights. Uh, and this was no no different from that. And we went through some areas where, you know, there were vast expanses of water. Don't get me wrong, but it, very narrow spaces and places and rocks that you could just reach out and touch. Huh. Uh, I wouldn't dare bring stink pot in there. Right. No, no. <laughs> you want to get a boat back when you got the whole year to go yet. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, I understand a few weeks ago I saw a, a picture on Facebook where you had a picture of a sign about poisonous snakes. Have you seen snakes and other sorts of wildlife uh, recently? Actually, at the falls, we did see a snake. It was a water moccasin. It wasn't the uh, Massasauga rattlesnake, which we've been warned about. Uh, it's uh, apparently somebody actually, a boater, a fellow boater was hiking uh, and got bitten by one. And mm. he's, he's spending a month in, uh, in the hospital dealing with it. It's, it's, it's not like a, a spider bite or something. It's, no. it, it's, it's a dangerous situation. So we, we've been avoiding that. Uh, we yeah. did see the, the water moccasin and with, through the magic of zoom lenses, I was able to get some video of him uh, because I wasn't going anywhere near that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same way my, my family and I, we usually go up to the Adirondacks every year and I'm always the one that almost steps on a snake. So I, 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 I feel for you right now. So be careful out there. Oh yeah. Uh, and I see all, I'm a birder too. I see all kinds of wonderful pictures that you're showing of, of ducks and birds that you're seeing. Uh, it's got to be really, really intriguing to be in a different part of the world and, and to see it from this sort of angle. It's not like you're going to a zoo. This is the real world that you're in out here. It's got to be an amazing experience. Oh, it really is. And, and I mean, from the standpoint of birding, uh, one of the things that we've been astonished by uh, is we've seen so many, uh, well, we call them shags in Maine. Uh, oh, what, what's what, cormorants, mm -hmm. uh, which I think of as, as a saltwater bird. But there are so many of them up here. And as a matter of fact, they are an invasive species here. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and what they tend to do, uh, their scat is very acidic. Uh, -huh. uh and they will take over an entire island and kill it oh, just gosh. by existing huh. uh so we, we passed two or three islands uh over the last few weeks that have been decimated by cormorants uh, -huh. uh and i really never thought of them as as an invasive species i mean they're native to maine uh and even when we were freshwater boating in maine yeah we'd see it one or two here and there there are flocks of them out here wow. and they just don't belong. Huh. I never thought of that. I mean, we have here in the, in New Jersey, Canada geese and uh, they're, they're doing the similar thing. If you look at my backyard right now, I can barely walk there. It just, you know, their scat is just, and it's atrocious. It destroyed the whole lawn, but. Oh, it's uh, everywhere. Yeah. But you, uh, you should see it up here, Ron. Huh. I mean, we are in, we're in Canada. I actually was, I was joking with a Canadian up here. Uh, about a week after we arrived, I said, so what do you call these geese? <laughs> and he said, Canadian geese. I said, oh, 
That's so, funny. I thought I figured you'd just call them geese. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's really cute. Oh, well, I, I just love the photos that you're taking, and I hope some of our listeners will uh, check you out on Facebook on the Stinkpot page. Uh, I know people have been checking you out, and you've been meeting some wonderful people. Uh, I, I know you met a, a gentleman by the name of Bill the other day who has been very helpful to you. Bill Stover, he is absolutely the salt of the earth, one of the most generous people I think I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, he contacted us through Facebook and invited us to the marina where he keeps his boat. Uh, and we were glad to take him up on his generosity. Uh, we went to the marina and he actually covered the slip fee for us that evening. Wow. Uh, which is, you know, it, uh, it's no small thing. And then he took us out to dinner at this very fine restaurant uh, and, and gave us $100 worth of charts of the area we're about to, well, we were embarking upon now. Uh, just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just beside myself with this man's generosity and his, his, both with monetarily and with his spirit and his time uh and just everything there was nothing <laughs> there was nothing he wouldn't have done for us which just astonishes me i i i can't imagine being that nice to anybody <laughs> uh, you know and i consider myself a pretty nice guy <laughs> yeah uh, well absolutely you know it, it does restore your faith in humanity when you when you hear things like this uh you know I, I i look at facebook and see all the interactions that people have been having how divided we are but then when you hear stories like that how somebody can help a perfect stranger and 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 really make a difference that that's really nice and Hopefully, you know, knowing you, you'll return the favor someday. You know, you're, you're, you are a nice guy. I know that for a fact. Uh, so it goes around, comes around, right? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I, I, you know, Bill, if you're listening, come to Maine when we're back. I'll show you around Portland in ways you've never been. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I just can't imagine. And he says he does this all the time. He's uh uh, what's called a, a harbor host, which is something the, the American Great Loops Cruisers Association uh, designates harbor hosts or, you know, invites people who know areas well to guide great loopers around the loop. Right. So right. it's local knowledge when you need it. Sure. Uh, and he's one of those. Uh, and I don't know what we would have done without him. Honestly, I, we'd, we'd be uh, blindly going through an area that we honestly shouldn't be blindly going through based on everything I've learned about it so far. There's a lot of dangers up here as beautiful as it is. It's, it's, uh, there's a rock around every turn. And if you don't know how to look for it, uh, which requires local knowledge, uh, you know, you're going to hit it. It's just yeah. the way it is. Well, it sounds like from what's happening now, you're going to be going into some less civilized area where you may have fewer people. Is that something that, worries you uh yes and no uh, i it, it'll be nice to peel away from humanity for a little while peel away from civilization for a little while uh there's light at the end of that tunnel so if, uh, i can say that easily um also knowing that there are marinas and small pockets of people and facilities more importantly that we'll be able to avail ourselves of as we go. That being said, uh, having the cell phone go dark and with it, Facebook and 
email and wait a minute, this is going to be great. What are they saying? <laughs> yeah, I'll, tell me where you are. I think I'm going to meet you there. You. Oh, get away from it all. Well, what about your GPS? Will your GPS work? Oh, yeah, because that's coming down from satellites. Okay. Uh, and actually, one of the things I – thanks for mentioning that, because one of the things I should do is make sure all the maps are up to date on my GPS units, because they, they do self-update uh, using the Internet every few weeks mm -hmm. so i probably uh, now that you mentioned it should go through all of my devices and just make sure all the maps are up to date but uh those things that will will continue to get gps signal and uh it, if we don't update the maps we'll just be using t maps that are two or three weeks old which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world right you know I, i'm thinking uh, you know i go on a trip in my car you know, I make sure I put gas in it. I make sure I have uh, the, the tires inflated. Uh, on a boat, when you're, you're out every day, is there a, a sort of a mental checklist that you have to go through to make sure you have everything so you don't get yourself into that kind of trouble? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, fuel is a concern. Uh, we did fuel up uh, probably, it's probably been about 100 miles ago, but we are... Uh, good for about 900 miles uh, before we really have to refuel. Um, I don't like going that far just because if we do, uh, then you start sucking the bottom of the tank and there can be nastiness on the bottom of the tank that can stop your engine in its tracks. Mm. So we, we tend to keep the tanks full, um, but we, we should be good to go for a while. I've been told there's a place, the place to get fuel uh, is a good deal north of here, uh, so I'm I'm holding out till there, and we'll we'll top up there, and that'll be our last fueling in Canada uh, of probably three, um, which isn't bad given the the six weeks we'll probably be here total, um, and you know there there are other things we were told that right here Perry Sound is really the last bastion of uh, civilization will hit uh, to get things from a decent store. So we just did the rounds. Uh, we, we, we took a walk from the boat. It was uh, two and a half kilometers from here to the Walmart. Uh, <laughs> and we went through there. We went through the grocery store that was by it. We went through the Home Depot. Uh, and I think we made one other stop. Uh, and just stocked up on everything that we possibly could wrap our hands around that we thought we would need uh, from here until Michigan. <laughs> and and uh, you, when do you expect to get to Michigan? Did I hear you say six weeks? Oh, uh, no, no. I, no. I expect we'll hit Michigan probably two and a half to three weeks from now. Okay, not too bad. Well, Dave, I am just, again, I continue to be impressed with uh, your, your spirit. You and Stacy have been uh, sharing this with us and sharing wonderful photos. I, again, I hope photos and videos on your, your Facebook page, Stinkbot. So I hope our listeners will, will check it out. And, you know, we're going to keep trying to, to get in touch with you. But we, as you said, we may lose you for a few weeks as you uh, get to some of these more remote areas. I, I, I'm sure cell towers aren't as prevalent on the water uh, as it would be in other areas of the country. Uh, but you know we, we wish wish you well with all this and uh, before we leave today do you, do you have another song that you'd like to share with us 
I do have a song. Uh, this is a song that I, I wrote a few years ago uh, after a colleague of yours contacted me. It was an email. And he said, Dave, he said, um, I'm playing. I think his song, his show, too, was on a Sunday because I, I remember it was after church that I had to listen. He said, I'm going to play uh, a couple of your songs on my show. And uh, I, I'd really appreciate it if you listened. And I said, sure. And I tuned in and I listened. And his show is three hours long. Uh, and my songs were in the after the second hour, but not quite to the third. Uh, and I, I was just struck by what we call folk music. Because <laughs> to me, folk music is... Uh, uh, well, it's songs that have some roots to them. Songs that if you are walking down the street whistling it or singing it, uh, everybody around you knows exactly what you're whistling or singing. Uh, and that doesn't mean it has to be old. Right. Uh, the, you know, the, the Beatles at this point. It, it, just ha it has to be part of our musical vernacular to be folk music in my mind. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not dissing folks uh you know singer songwriters who call them folk musicians call themselves folk musicians i'm just saying uh you know you haven't arrived yet yeah <laughs> that's a good keep way keep singing those songs all right I, I like what you're doing but you haven't arrived yet yeah and you know you're no bill danoff you know you can't <laughs> country roads now there's a folk song uh, good point so uh you know, so I, I, I love this music. I, I love the music we call folk music and that everybody uh, thinks of as folk music, uh, our acoustic uh, music. But uh, it just struck me that uh, we need more words to describe this music. Uh, and I, I found myself shouting at the radio that afternoon. I said, your love life will never be a folk song because that seemed to be the ongoing theme throughout the radio show. Uh, and then I realized that I had just struck upon uh, the title of my next song. So I wrote it. It may be tragic the way she'd done you wrong. The very fabric of this world has come apart since she's been gone. You thought your pen and guitar could fix the problems of your heart. But your love life will never be a folk song. It's your love life will never be a folk song. It was special, you know, the world just has to agree. The way she looked at you when you were cool with that guitar on your knee. Very start, she brought new songs into your beating heart. But you sing them now, we all know how she tore it all apart. You know it's tragic the way she done you wrong. The very fabric of this world has come apart since she's been gone. You thought your pen and guitar could fix the problems of your heart, but your love life will never be a folk song. Yes, your love life will never be a folk song. Folk songs have been around and sung for many years. Sung by young and old in many kitchens, clubs, and theaters. Start singing one and folks around you join in harmony. 
But that breakup song you wrote for her ain't folk, you must agree. It may be tragic the way she done you wrong. The very fabric of this world has come apart since she's been gone. You thought your pen and guitar could fix the problems of your heart, but your love life will never be a folk song. Yes, your love life will never be a Dave Rowe, folk song. <laughs> I tell you, Dave, you, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, folk music to me has always been a living tradition. And I, I can understand singer-songwriters. We play certainly a, a lot of that here on Folk Music Notebook. But there is something about the tradition and, and something about, as you said earlier, about being able to sing those songs. I think a lot of songwriters need to take that to heart when they, when they, uh, when they create their music in the future. Well, it's it's uh, it's sort of where I come from, you know. That's why I do a lot of traditional songs in addition to songs that I write because I want to be able to call myself a folk musician and do so with a straight face. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. Well, you know, there's a lot of great love songs. Uh, people are still writing them, as you said before, the, about the love life. But uh, you know, you still have a song like Barbara Allen. That's going to be timeless, and that tells a bigger story, I think. It'll live for forever. Right. Well, Dave, uh, I want to thank you again for spending some time with us today. And I, I hope we get to talk to you sooner than later. I know, as we said, you, you may be getting out of a cell range, but we'll keep our fingers crossed so we can connect again real soon. And until then, we will, I, uh, I was just going to say, we will keep the Facebook page updated as we go as best we can. Uh, even if it's just to say, you know, squeeze a couple of words in. we might not be able to get photos up, but if, if we can get a couple of words up to let people know we're okay, we will do that. So those who are concerned and following along, get on Facebook. 
And of course, we'll keep everybody posted here on Folk Music Notebook as well. Dave, I want to wish you and Stacy all the best, smooth sailing, clear weather, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much, Ron. It's great talking with you.